Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. We glorify you, Jesus. We magnify you. We give you glory and honor and thanks. We glorify you. We glorify you. We worship you. We worship you. Father, we thank you for the greatness of your plan tonight. We've come here to cooperate with that plan, move with that plan. And we thank you for the order of that plan. And we thank you for helping us to follow that order, know that order. And we thank you, Father. We're expecting tonight. We're expecting revelation, answers, light, answers for our life and answers that are stocked in our heart so that no matter what circumstance arrives, we're, we're prepared. And we thank you for your power tonight. Hallelujah. I will, at the end of the service, I'll minister some more to regarding, especially to the sick. And you say, well, I thought this was a prayer conference. Well, it is. And the word says, pray one for another that you may be healed. So it's not out of order for the two to move together because God connected them. But I I have some things in my heart that I want us to minister out of the word before we do that. And you just be expecting. Because really you can receive right in the atmosphere of the word. Do not limit God's power to a someone praying for you or laying hands, which it's appropriate to do that. But don't limit God that you can receive just sitting in the atmosphere of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus, we glorify you. You're such a wonderful healer. We magnify you tonight. We thank you for divine utterance. We're hungry for what heaven would say. And we pray for us all that we would have ears that hear, eyes that see, hearts that are open and receptive. Because we purpose to not just be hearers only, but to be doers. It becomes our lifestyle. And we thank you for that word that that has transformed us. We give you glory and honor and thanks and everyone said, Amen. Turn around to three or four people around you. Give them a great big God bless you tonight. Then you can be seated. Praise the Lord. And, um, and we won't take time to turn there, but I just want to reference it. John chapter 17 you want to hear Jesus's prayer life the whole chapter is him talking to his father and one of the things I believe it's in verse 3 don't don't hold me to it because I'm not turning there for reference but he said uh, father I have given them the words you gave me now listen to that I have given them the word, I've given them the words, the words, the words, the words, the words. 
He didn't say I've given them the power. And we know that the 12 disciples, they received an impartation of that power to go lay hands on the sick, preach deliverance and preach the kingdom and, and minister deliverance and all the things that were worked with power. So I'm not diminishing that, but when he's talking to the father before his exit, he said, Father, I have given them the words. The words you gave me. So they'll do what, those words will do through us what they did through Jesus. And then he said this, and they have received them. Amen. Many times people think, well, God just give me money. They're, the money's in the words. God just give me success. The success is in the words. Give me anointing, more anointing. The anointing's in the words. So we don't uh, diminish or dismiss what only the word can do for us. We were talking about we were talking about it today, and I was listening to it again the other day. Dad Hagen talking about when he was a young pastor, and um, he said fads <clears throat> fads would go around in the body of Christ back then, just like they do today. <clears throat> Bubby, give me a drink of that water down there. It's down there. And he said, as a young pastor, he says, I didn't know the difference. You know, I'm learning myself. And he said, there was a fad going through. And he said, uh, they were, there were uh, getting free meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and so he said, I'm, I'm joining the fad. And he said, so every Saturday night, we set up a getting free meeting. And he said, and during that, you know, people getting free. Yeah. <laughs> Laying hands on people to get them free. And uh, he said, then they ran the course. You know, you only have a certain number of people that are coming. They can only get free so many times, you know. And so he said, that started lo losing some momentum. And so he said, so we flipped to another fad. And that was uh, getting loosed meetings. <laughs> Getting loose meetings. And so, and there was another one. Cindy, do you remember it? There was a third one. Because after they had done the getting free and the getting loose, there was something. Anybody remember it? It's, it, it yeah, just some kind of deliverance. Because they're all bound. You know, every, everybody, everybody's wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, you know. <laughs> and so they went through all phases of that fad. And he said, I went out and I'd go visit, you know, my parishioners, you know, the congregation members during the week. And he said, I noticed their lives are still in the same mess before they got loose, before they got free, before they got delivered. After I got loose, freed and delivered, they're still in the same mess as before. And God said to him, you're trying to get done through the laying on of hands what only my word will do for them. I believe in the laying on of hands. I'm not diminishing it. But we cannot let one take the place of another because they all have their proper place. And uh, we, we believe in the healing power of God. We believe in ministering healing. But it will never take the place of a life transformed by the doing of the word. Ministry lines bless people's lives, but they don't transform people. Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. 
What's that mean, being a doer of the word every day of your life? Thinking like, come into God's thoughts. Think like he thinks. Anything that isn't like his thought, run it out, cast it down, be done with it. Amen. Amen. So uh, we don't ever want to portray in the healing ministry that God's given us that there's only one way of receiving what God has. You can sit under any flow of God and receive a miracle. Yeah. Anything God's involved in. Amen. The teaching of the word. Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. Notice it's a package deal. It's a package deal. The teaching and the preaching should lead us to the healing, but it wasn't healing, teaching, preaching. It was teaching, preaching, and healing. And so thank God for the word. Amen. Amen. And we receive it. I said we receive it. He sent his word and healed them. Amen. So we're going to talk a little bit about prayer and healing. Uh, I, I, I haven't, I, I, I thought I'd go there last night, but that didn't happen. Um, so we'll see how we go tonight. But I want us again, begin with where we started out on Tuesday night, going back to Ephesians chapter six and go a little further with this. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 Because God told me um, before starting this conference, he says, talk to them about your, some experiences in prayer. So we're going to do that. Um, So Paul writes in Ephesians chapter six and verse 10, and notice this, he says, finally, my brethren, or we could say this in conclusion. So this is coming after all the previous things that he's written, and he doesn't want to leave this out. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Uh, that's significant to the rest of the verses. That there's a reason it precedes the rest of the verses. That's the first thing he starts talking about in this conclusive, this, this instruction he's giving at the conclusion of this letter. Be strong. Uh, notice this. This isn't something God does for you. This is something you do for you. You take the word of God, you take the, 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 the Holy Ghost, the power that you're full of, and you do something. Yeah. Be strong. Yeah. Be strong yeah. in the Lord. Uh, that, that would carry several meanings. Be strong in the Lord means be strong in who you are in Christ. Amen. Know who you are in Christ. Be strong in your position in him. That's one way of saying it and still being correct. Uh, Be strong in the Lord. Well, be strong in the word. And we were saying this on Tuesday night to be strong in the word, to be full of the word. You can't be strong in it. Can't be strong as something you're empty of. To be strong in it, you had to be full of something. Uh, So be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of his might. And the Holy Ghost is the power of his might. So we could say this, be full of the word, be full of the spirit. And we're in line with that. Look at the next phrase, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. We could also say this, how do you be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Put on the armor. All of it. You can't be, you cannot put on the whole armor of God and walk about weak and be empty. Can't do it. So 
he's being very specific of how to be full of the word, how to be full of the spirit. Put on the armor of God, the whole armor of God. Meaning this, you can't just like one, one piece of it, it looks flashy and you go out and you go, I'm, I'm, I, I got it. No, you better put it all on. Why? Because they each have their function and one won't substitute for the other. So um, here we see again, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That you may be able, you may be able, not pastor, you may be able, not the preacher, that you may be able. You. You. So this is not, this is not something that just belongs to ministers. This is not something that just should be happening with the pastor. Be strong in the Lord. You be strong in the Lord. You be strong in the power of his might. You put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, How we stand and we stand immovable. We're not swayed. We're not swayed off the word. We're not swayed away from uh, the revelation that God's given us. Um, So notice this, to not be swayed is going to depend on what we did with verse 10. Coming into verse 11, amen. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. And he's saying this, people aren't your problem. I know you think they are. People aren't your problem. Just in one nutshell, the one you're mad at, they're not your problem. I know you think they are, but this scripture just took them out out of your target. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, if you're going to wrestle against flesh and blood, you're going to get wore out. You're going to tear up your spiritual life. You can't be full of the word and full of the spirit fighting people. You can't put on the whole armor of God fighting people. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's, It's this thing. It's this matador thing, you know. We, we don't have this in, in our nation, but the matador fighting the bull and he holds this red cloth or whatever over to the side. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He holds up this person, your boss, your relative, your spouse, your, he holds them up and say, go after it, baby. They are, they are in your way. They are that obvious opposition. If it weren't for them, how much further you would be. And (laughs) he will, he holds this up so that you just see the obvious. How obvious that cloth is to that bull. How obvious. In his face. And that bull just charges it. And every time he does, that matador drives a sword in. That's right. That's my God. And he thought he was he thought he was winning by going what he was after, and what he went after became his injury. And not only that, he didn't even get the cloth because the matador jerked it. You, you get into this fighting mode where you fight people and the devil will hold this person up and you charge at it and then he'll whip it and bring it over to somebody else and, and you, you're just fighting everybody. Dad Hagen would warn us. He said, make sure you don't fight your way out of the ministry. 
they, if you get a fighting spirit, this is what Paul's saying. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. There's a reason he, he's reminding us. Why? Because the devil works through flesh and blood. And he wants you to know. And you just want to tell that bull, move over two feet. Just two feet. You don't have to find a different arena. You, yeah. Yeah. Just move over two feet and you hold the dude holding, the, you get the dude holding the cloth. And that cloth, this is what Paul's saying, move over. Get off people. Move over. Get off people and go after the one that's working through the people. Then you don't have to keep dealing with this stuff. That's what verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. They are not our problem. Well, I think they are. That's because you're not, your mind's not renewed yet. That's right. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, or in honor of Ed, principalities. How many say, and that, that's an affectionate thing. I heard some lovely words this morning. Did anybody hear some words this morning? I love them. I'm so glad he doesn't lose them. I love them. Circumstances. <laughs> Circumstances, real circumstances, and you're you're welcome. Then there, wait. There's one more. There's one more. Oh, I, because I go. Many people didn't catch that word. Uh, hang on, let me think. Let me think. I may have to think all through the rest of the sermon about it. Do you know what it is? Predestined. 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 I heard it. Predestined. That don't you dare. Don't you dare. You'll lose the anointing if you change those words. I've reached over Pastor Debbie and he said it so quick, just going by and I go, he just said predestined and nobody knew that. And she started laughing. I said, did you get it? She said, no, I didn't get it. I said, mm -hmm. you, that's why I'm a Philippine, Filipino interp interpreter graduate. Honorary. And they gave me a trophy. It sits in my house. Yes, they did. I'm a graduate. Valedictorian of the class. I don't know. He's, he's, he remembered it. He's, he's next in line. Thank you for the revelation that came. <laughs> for we wrestle not, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, or, because, or for this reason, take unto you, take it, take it, take it, take unto you. Don't pray for it, just take it. Don't just wait for the crisis to take it, take it every day. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Uh, notice this. You're, they never, in a time, uh, anytime someone joins the military, they don't wait until their boots are on the ground facing the enemy to hand them a rifle. That's right. That's right. They have been practicing, getting familiar. They, um, I've, 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 we have one guy on staff who was boots on ground guy. And he said he could, you know, this is probably part of what all the soldiers do. They can assemble those things with their eyes closed. 
Why? Because you may not have full light That's right. whenever you're faced with a situation. You have to do it completely by, by experience and skill. This taking the full armor of God, don't wait until the day of crisis. We have to be acquainted with what belongs to us before that time demands it. Wherefore, for this reason, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. What's that mean? Get the word in you. Yes. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith. What, what's that shield of faith? We're talking about the spirit of faith. Amen. Amen. Unless, where's a shield? It's in your hand. Yes. Yeah. Right. Taking that spirit of faith, what's that mean? You're using it. Yes. You're using it yes. with your hand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always. So we see this, we see the order. It's all the same subject. He's not changed subjects throughout this, but yet there's many components of the subject. Full of the word and the spirit by putting on the armor. Then he lists the demons that will oppose. Then he details what our armor will do. And then he says, now we pray. Now we pray. And to be the most effective in our prayer life, we can't skip over verses 10 to 17 and go right to 18. Amen. Because it says praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit or all kinds of prayer. You get stuck on one kind of prayer and the devil, the devil will trip you up. You can't pick your favorite flow and just stay in that because when we're, when we're vessels for him to use, that means we're, we're able to go into all the different kinds of prayer and be effective. Dad Hagen has teaching on that, the nine different types of prayer, nine different kinds of prayer. We don't have time to teach that tonight, but you need to find it, learn it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise um, let me, I've got 14 pages, so let's see which ones I'm going to flip through. Because <laughs> I need to flip through. Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. <clears throat> I, I made this statement. We started on, on Tuesday night and didn't get very far with it. But I made this statement, when we're praying in the spirit, in other tongues, because that does not originate from your mind, it bypasses the mind. The devil's favorite strategy is to try to trouble your mind. Why? To draw you into the mental arena and away from the spirit arena, out of the spirit arena. Why? Because that's where your faith is. Your faith is in your spirit. He wants you separated from your faith because he'll let you do all the things you want to do from your mind. The devil will. He wants you, go ahead, take authority with your mind. 
but don't ever have your faith added to it because the faith is what converts it to power. Yes, amen. Faith converts the word of God to power. So the devil wants to separate you from your faith. How does he separate you from your faith? Not just keep it from getting in you. But if even people who get it in them, if he can separate them from their faith by just drawing them up in the mental arena. Just draw them up in the mental arena. So while people are praying in tongues many times, he creates all this commotion, mental activity. He will energize the thought life. He cannot make you take a thought, but he can take a thought and energize that thing to where you feel what is suggested. You can feel it. When the devil, just like when God speaks to you, there's an influence that comes called the anointing. That anointing you'll recognize and it helps you receive what is said. Amen. It helps you receive it because you sense the anointing of God, the presence of God with those words he says to you. Well, when the devil says something to you, he also sends an influence. That he will suggest thoughts of fear and you will feel fear. He will suggest you're going to lose your home and you will feel like that's happening. Yeah, but that's why we don't walk by what we feel. <laughs> because the devil can generate feelings. And if we're following our feelings, we'll will follow him right into that mental arena and believe everything he says. Why do these feelings come? To try to get you to receive what he just said. That's right. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. So as I, we had said on Tuesday night, praying in the spirit, he tries to get you drawn up into that mental arena because in the mental arena, you, you are no more effective. But now you've gotten into his arena. The, the mental arena is Satan's arena. Yes, it is. And uh, that's where he will launch attack after attack. <clears throat> now, he's called the accuser of the brethren. Um, when God, when the word of God puts that there, that shows us one of his main strategies is accusations yes. against you. Yes. And against others, yes. against others yes. to you. Yes. He's the accuser of the brethren. Yes. Anything that is accusational against someone is the work of the devil. Yes. You don't ever want to be agreeing yes. with the work of the devil. Yes. Amen. Well, I know things that people that have done something don't ever agree with the accuser of the brethren. Amen. We are not to be a double agent in this kingdom, That's belonging right. to one kingdom, working for another. So when the devil, this accuser of the brethren, while you're praying, if you start cooperating with God, he's got to get you to stop. Because uh, remember what Jesus prayed. He said, Father, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody on earth has to invite God's will. In heaven, he doesn't have to be invited. That's his. But in the earth, in the earth, someone with the authority in the earth has to invite God's will to be done in the earth. Right? So 
the devil doesn't want you inviting God's will in the earth. And there's more than one way to cooperate with God in getting his will in the earth. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But the devil doesn't want you to stand up in your authority and release your faith in the word of God because that starts changing this realm. So what he's going to do, he's going to, my husband made this statement. If God, if the devil can't stop the message, he tries to stop the messenger. So when you start cooperating with God and you have knowledge, then he's got to somehow create some kind of commotion to get you away from your faith functioning. And his favorite way is the mental arena. And while you're, you go to release your faith, there will come accusations. You remember what you did? And scenes will even play off of your past. And these things will come with pressure. That's how you know demons are involved. There's pressure. There is an unreasonable compelling on the mind. And you try to set it aside and the mental can't set it aside because Satan's master in the mental arena. He can outthink you. And he brings mental, he brings that pressure on the mind. And it just seems like people, that's why people will say, it doesn't seem like my mind is my mind. But it is your mind. Your mind is your mind. And I don't care what pressure comes, your mind is still your mind. And I don't, if, for example, if, if you have a, a really great sports car parked in your driveway and your 18 year old says, I want to drive that today. Not, 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 not in this lifetime. No, no, not in this lifetime. No, no. See your car out there, multiple colors on it. Green door, a blue door. And you go drive that one. And they, and they ask you every day. They ask you every day. I don't care how much pressure they put on you. It's still not their car. I don't care how much pressure comes to your mind. It's still not the devil's mind. I don't care how much. I don't care how much pressure comes. It's still not his mind. And you still have the power of choice. Now, when do you start losing your choice? When you start bad behavior. disrespectful, mm -hmm. dishonorable, mm -hmm. then uh, yes. those things, if I could say this, you're making a choice through that behavior. Yes. Yes. Well, I didn't give my mind over to the devil. Did you give other things over to him? Yes. Disrespecting. Yes. There was some door somewhere. somewhere. That's right. Amen. So <clears throat> the devil, when he when he wants to stop you from exercising your authority, he's going to bring your faults, failures, weaknesses, all of this back to you. He's going to constantly point to who you are in the flesh. In the flesh. Because he wants you to forget who you are in Christ. 
So when that comes, you stand up on who you are in Christ and you answer those things that were of your past. And if you're not skillful at that, you'll never be bold. Never be bold. Hebrews 4.16, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. Why? Because you've got to get past opposition. It takes boldness. It doesn't take, opposite, it doesn't take boldness to come into God's presence. It takes boldness to get past the opposition trying to block you. If I could say this from... So that you don't flip back into the flesh. That's right. Yeah. Because we know this, if, if, if we confess our sins, First John 1, if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, yeah, you better confess them. Yes. Yes. And it's best for you to bring it up first. <laughs> if we confess our sins, not if it's wrenched out of us, pried out of our little hiding hand, you know. If we confess our sins, what happens? He's faithful. And just to what? To forgive us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now remember, one of the things that's a a big part of our armor is what the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. We have to be skillful with our righteousness. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Don't just, don't just, this is not just a parent verse. How about you're, you're a child of, of a spiritual father? Set spiritual voice into your life. That means you occupy the seat of a student under somebody. If you're not the, if you're not the seat of a student under somebody, you're at risk. Because somebody knows God better than you. And we always need to find who that person is for our life. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord and great shall be the peace of thy children. See, you can't claim great is my peace unless great is your teaching. Taught of the Lord first, but you have to be taught before the peace is ever referred to. Peace belongs to you, but you have to be taught how to draw on the peace when your mind is being bombarded by an enemy who's trying to, to entrench you in that mental arena. Verse 14, in righteousness shalt thou look, be what? Established. Yeah. Whose job is it to establish you in righteousness? Your job. It's your job. What is that? Renewing your mind to who you are in Christ. That's establishing yourself. And if you barely know that, don't have it a real hold in your heart like Pastor Noah, if it's not a revelation to you. It's, it, it, it's like, uh, it, well, I'm saved. It's like taking the very tip and holding this. And somebody trying to, with a full hand, jerk it away. Who's winning? Not you. You have a hold, but it's loose. It's a loose hold, not established. Now try to get that thing out of my hand. We're going to have us a dog fight. I will go to the mat with you. (laughs) This is what established. 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 And it's it's our privilege 
to establish this truth in us. We don't have to earn it. We are made righteous. And with, it's, a, it's a free gift of righteousness. It's not our righteousness. It's Jesus' righteousness made ours. We're not righteous because we've done everything right. We're righteous because Jesus did everything right. Yes. So when the devil starts pointing to what you've done wrong, you have to understand righteousness is a, isn't about what you've done wrong and righteousness isn't about what you've done right. It's about what Jesus did. So the devil always wants to pull you back to you, 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 because there's no success in you. I heard Dad Hagen say this once. He said, before I walk out, he was referring to when he was at Camp Meeting. He said, I, I would walk in, in the back before he'd go out. He'd say, I would say to God, in Kenneth Hagen, there's nothing. But in the God in Kenneth Hagen, there's everything. So you go out mindful. I'm not going out and giving them me. That's called grace. Amen. That's called grace. The greater one in us, empowering, empowering us yes. to cooperate with his plan. Amen. Amen. Your righteousness is not you. Right. It's him in you. Therefore, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We're not going there. If every prayer you pray or most prayers you pray start with, oh, Father, I'm so sorry for this. I'm so sorry for that. You're not yet established in righteousness. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you've screwed up, repent. Don't try to pray when you're not cleansed of all unrighteousness. But I'm talking about a sin consciousness that all you do is you hold to in your thought life where you've missed it, where you've failed, all this mess. And every approach it, to God is with that first and foremost in your mouth. You're, you, the results you're going to get in prayer are going to be very limited. Very limited. So... Uh, yeah, thank you, Pastor Jay. It's a sin consciousness. It's a life that all your sin consciousness is, is conscious of you all the time. Can I tell you how to get, bad, get rid of a bad self-image? Establish yourself in righteousness. Who you are in Christ. Well, you just don't know what I've gone through. I just know what you can be established on if you want to. Thou shalt, in righteousness, shalt thou be established. It's your job to establish in you. He's already made it yours, but you have to establish it in your thought life, in your speech, in the way you respond. Well, I respond that way because of how I was treated. Straighten up. Straighten up based on righteousness. Establish yourself in righteousness. And people don't realize this is the number one enemy to your prayer life is sin consciousness. And the devil will push that button and push it and keep you out of effectiveness, out of the level of cooperating with God that is available to you. Amen. That's good. 
verse 14, in righteousness shalt thou be established. Look what's going to happen for those who are established in righteousness. Thou shalt be far from oppression. It won't even be near you. You won't have to get up every day and push the blues away. You're, you're going to be so far from them they, that you can't even see them. Far, far, far. They, it, it shouldn't be just something sitting on your shoulder harassing you. Far. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Why? For thou shalt not fear. Let you know oppression's an outgrowth of fear. It's just a manifestation of fear. Thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. You mean you're not going to have panic attacks? When you're established, you've established and built that word in you. Verse 15, behold, they shall surely gather together. What's going to gather together? Oppression, fear, terror. They're going to gather together. I mean this, you better be established when they gather. Behold, they shall surely gather together. You're not going to escape their notice. But not by me. That's not my way of dealing with you. I'm not correcting you and I'm not teaching you through sending you oppression, fear, and terror. They don't, it doesn't mean you can't learn something, but that's not God's way of teaching us. That's right. That's right. No. They shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. For whose sake? The one who's established in righteousness. You can't just say, you just can't make the confession. I, great is my peace. And I'm far from oppression. Look, that's good to, as long as you're being taught of the Lord, taught who you are in the Lord, taught who you are in the Lord, taught of the Lord. Do you know that when you're sitting on your pastor, you're being taught of the Lord because he's sin of the Lord, anointed of the Lord, empowered of the Lord. So if we don't have a pastor, we're missing out on being a, a, a layer a very important flow of being taught of the Lord. Righteousness is not a feeling. It is a position. And many are trying to feel righteous. You, it doesn't matter whether you feel righteous or not, whether you feel holy or not. It's a position. It's our in Christ position, in Him position. Amen. We have to establish this in our thought lives. We have to establish it in the way we respond. Amen. Now go with me to James chapter five. If you're having peace issues, it's an established in righteousness issue. Yes. Amen. Well, that, that phrase just sounds deep and hard to me. That's because you haven't studied. You got to find out. Uh, we, don't, we can't teach it all in one service. I'm hoping I'm prodding some. Ken, uh, E.W. Kenyon has fabulous books on righteousness. Go study them. Dad Hagen has many. Uh, 
establish yourself in righteousness. Feed on the In Him Scriptures on our website, free download. We have listed all the In Him Scriptures. It'll run out bad self-image. It'll run out everything about your past. It'll run it all out. But establishing something, someone's going to have to put forth some effort. Have to be interested. Have to be interested. Uh, James chapter 5. We know this, verse 16. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Is that you? Are you righteous? Is that you? Um, is that you? If you're born again, that's you because righteousness is your position in Him. So we should be expecting when I pray, when I pray, how bold you are to believe and expect is, is in direct relationship to how, how established you are in righteousness. The Amplified Classic, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer. What's this mean? Uh, it means this, this is no quitter praying. <laughs> the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. Look at this. Makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. This is, the, this is where some believers miss it is because they say, I prayed and nothing changed. It is not my job to change something. It's my job to make power available. As a righteous believer, I have a right that when I pray, I expect that power is made available to that need, to that person. I had one time a, a pastor called me and he said, Pastor Nancy, he said, you've been in our church and you preached. And there was a woman who, one especially woman who really appreciated your ministry and said, I've been counseling her. And he said, for, for some reason, it's just, she, she's just not taking it in. And I thought if I could say, Pastor Nancy said, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. it just helps. Yeah. It just helps. You know, when people's minds aren't renewed, you come at them from whatever angle. And said, if I could tell her that I talked with you about it, because I know the answer to this, but he, he said she's just not, she, she's, she's set in her mind that it's got to be a certain way, and so she won't even be open to hearing something else. And he said she, her husband left her 20 years ago. She has been believing for him to come back for 20 years. But, and I've told her, go on with your life. And she won't because in her mind, if, if he doesn't come back, my faith failed. And not only that, he remarried. 
so, but you see, but you see, when people they 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 start processing this stuff mentally, the devil gets them into wrong thinking and robs from them in so many ways. And I said, Pastor, you tell her. He said, You have something to tell her. I said, I absolutely do. You tell her her faith worked. See, the devil's been telling her because the man didn't come back that her faith didn't work. I said, you tell her her faith worked. He said, what do you mean? And I took him over to this verse, the earnest, heartfelt, continued. I said, if she's been praying for 20 years, she's earnest. She's heartfelt. She's continued. You don't do this for 20 years without these words being met. And I said, she's prayed of a righteous man. She's righteous. She's right with God. She wouldn't have continued that long unless she understood she had a place of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. I said, I guarantee you when someone is earnest, heartfelt, continued power, a tremendous measure of power starts moving and working in that situation. I said, you tell her, her faith worked, his didn't. He refused that power. He refused the dealings of God. So you tell her, her faith worked. Because that's, we are not, we're not practicing witchcraft here. We're not forcing on people's wills the will of God. All we can do is make power available so that power, the power of God will work to influence them. And the, the power of God will not dominate someone's will. It only will make things clear. Amen. So that they can make a choice. Amen. That's all our... Pro- when we, that's our part. Our part is not for people to change. Our part is to make power available. And it's up to them to receive those workings, those dealings of, of God's power, his influence. And if they can decline it, but that doesn't mean your faith didn't work. Now look at this. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working it will have an effect with those who will cooperate with that power a life changing effect no wonder the devil his favorite strategy against your prayer life is accusing you because he's afraid of that power that is that is at your disposal that power is at your disposal No wonder he wants you to stand back from using that because in a moment it can undo everything. It took him decades to work in someone's life. He's going to challenge your righteousness in your thinking. Amen. He can't, he can't take away your standing with God, but he can, he can affect the way you think about your standing with God by getting you occupied with you in the flesh. Your flesh weaknesses, your flesh, all this side of you. Years ago, I started, uh, I was spending a lot of time praying in the spirit. I would take time, worship God. I would take time and study the word. But then I was spending great amounts of time praying in the spirit. 
the more time you give to the Spirit, the further you go in the Spirit. It's not that you're earning something, but for example, if you go out and you drive for 10 minutes, you will see in 10 minutes what a 10 minute drive will show you. But if you go out and you drive for seven hours, you're going to see more, not because you earned it, but because you gave time to it. So these things, it's not an earning we do by giving time, but the more time we spend in it, the more we'll see. So I was spending quite a bit of time praying in the spirit. But the further you go in the spirit, the more of God you'll sense. The more of his activity, his movement, you'll recognize, you'll sense, but also the devil's in the spirit realm too. So you'll, you're getting into, there's more activity. The further you go into further places of the spirit, there's further activity. You know, you go to a, um, let's say you go to a factory, maybe a a car making factory. And if they go do a tour, they don't just start you in the middle of that factory line. You go to a reception area and there's outer areas, but the further you go into that building, the more activity you see. It's the same thing in the things of the spirit. Some people just stay in, in the entry room so to speak. But the more, the further you go, the more activity you'll see of what's happening. And, uh, this year, this was years ago that I'm referring to my goodness, 30 years ago or so. And, uh, I started by praying in the spirit. I started going further in the spirit, but there were things going on further in the spirit (laughs) that I had not read about, studied about, been taught about and I started experiencing things against my mind now this is where I want to address something just because you're experiencing things against your mind doesn't mean because you went far in the spirit don't say oh that's me I must be so spiritual even the unsaved who don't go far in the spirit have harassed troubled minds I want to say that because some people think, oh, I'm deeper than I am. (laughs) And because, what, what did I say? One of the strategies the devil uses against us is against the mind. Well, because I was going further in some things, I was experiencing opposition I hadn't experienced before in the mind. And uh, I would study, I would try to find, and I just couldn't find things that answered stuff for me. And it was hard for me to talk to different ministers. I didn't even know how to explain it, what I was facing. And after a period of time, one day God said, back out of that place, back out of that place. Why was it? I went further in prayer than I had gone in the word. I knew the word. I read the word. I'm talking about skill. I'm talking about revelation. Yes. Yes. So good. 
And so God said to me, back out. He said to get into these places, you have to be skillful with peace. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't, seriously, I didn't know what he meant. Because I thought, I don't have an unpeaceful mind. The devil's the problem. See, I thought it was my job to deal with him when it was my job to not be affected by him. I can't stop his dealings. I can stop his influence on me. How he influences me. How I think. So, I had gotten beyond my skill level in the word. And I had gotten beyond my skill with peace in the word. Um, after a while, it was a while. I don't know how long. God said, now you can go back into those places. But I had to learn what that meant to gain skill with the word. Um, if you deal with worry, fear, panic. Now listen, you'll never, as long as we're on this earth, we'll never arrive. Sure, yes. We'll always have to stand our ground against opposition. But the more skillful we are, the quicker, the quicker that opposition is overcome. The more untroubled we are. I mean, we, the opposition comes, but when we're skillful, it only takes a moment to get on the other side. A moment, just like that. You know how long it takes? As, long, as quick as it took Jesus to turn his back to Peter. That's skill. That is skill. When Jesus turned his, before he even answered Peter, when he said, this will not happen to you, when he told him about what was going to happen to him in Jerusalem. Oh, no, 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 this isn't going to happen to you. Jesus turned his back to him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Meaning he turned his attention away from him even before he answered him. If your mind is troubled, you lack skill. You don't need to have the devil leave you alone. You lack skill. Now, don't misunderstand me. With spiritual babies and they get into things, you can have help of someone else joining their faith, bringing that power. But you're going to have to still develop skill. Someone helping you with their faith is not your skill. And mark this, anything you receive with the help of someone else's faith is only temporary help. It's only temporary. It's giving you a window of time to get that word in you, feed on that word. Why? Because the devil's coming back. And he's not coming back because you failed you. He's coming back because that's his strategy. Amen. So you have to gain skill. No matter how much help you've received through someone else. So, uh, Go with me to Philippians chapter four. I hope I'm not boring you. I'm telling, I'm, I'm going to talk about, stay with me tonight. I mean, not all night, but. <laughs> but I, I'm going to go and accelerate it. I'm going to give you a, a quick course of what took years for me to understand and, and define and probably some of these can probably add to it and even go clearer with it, but I'm just going to give you my part. Philippians chapter four, verse 11, amplified translation. 
Paul said this, not that I am implying that I was in any personal want. For I have learned, look at this, for I have learned. This great, this apostle with a great faith, he said, I have learned. I don't care, I don't care what kind of ministry you've had or how God's been, use, God's been using this man, he still had to learn some things. For I have learned. Paul, what have you learned? I learned how to be content. And then the Amplified defines what that contentedness is. It, it, when he says content, he's not talking about content with something. Content in something. There's a big difference. Many say, well, I, I've learned how to be content. And they're talking about not ever having enough money, not ever having enough peace. No, 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 that's not what he's talking about. Content while you're opposed. Not content in being opposed. For I have learned how to be content. This is what contentedness is. Satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed. Or disquieted in whatever state I am. This is skill. This is skill. What is he saying? No matter what I feel around me, no matter what devil, this devil says, my thought life is disciplined. I don't change what I believe because something's talking to me. I don't change what I believe because I feel pressure. I don't change what I believe because I've learned. You have to, if we're going to go some places in prayer, you have to learn this or you have to stay in certain realms. You just have to stay in certain places in prayer and with not much advancement in prayer till you learn this. Why? Because the devil wants to back you out. Why? Because there is power at your command of authority. And the devil doesn't want you using that. And he's going to do everything he can against your mind to get you backed out of that. But you have to learn how to be content right when he's pushing. You shove back. I love something Dad Hagen said. And you have to remember, we do not have to hold out against the devil. He's got to hold out against us. And so many people had the mindset, I'm holding out against him. Then you're on the wrong side of the coin, baby. He's the defeated one. So Paul, this mighty apostle, had to learn how to be untroubled in a setting of troubling all around. It was all around him, but it wasn't in him. That's victory. Victory is not the devil leaving you alone. Victory is you being untroubled by the devil that's present. Many think that that is victory, is if, 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 you can just, if I can just get him to leave me alone. That's not victory. Thou preparest, you know this, Psalm 23, verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me, where? In the presence of mine enemies. They're present. So what? So what? He, he told me I was going to lose my house. So what? He told me that I was going to die early. So what? It doesn't matter what he said. If you're worried, if you're troubled, if you're harassed, you're believing the wrong thing. That's why. Well, no, it's because what the devil said. No, it's because you believed what the devil said. 
have you ever watched that? I haven't watched it in years. I don't even know if it's still on. That dog, that guy who, the dog guy, dog whisper. And he comes to the house. These dogs are badly behaving. Caesar. And he starts, you, you call him because this dog. And he bypasses the dog and goes to the owner. That's why I would never call a dog whisperer to my house. <laughs> I am not the dog's problem. <laughs> Steven, Steven says all kinds of things, you know. He says, these dogs, he said, you could be in Siberia shivering in the snow with no food. You, you got a good life. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And the guy comes in and he was always dealing with the owner. I would be offended that I'm my dog's problem. But <laughs> he goes and he deals with them. The devil's not our problem. This, 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 this. It's undisciplined. Thinking into things it shouldn't think in, touching on, going anywhere it wants to go, rehearsing anything it wants to rehearse, regurgitating conversations, telling it 14 times at the dinner table. It's like, I know, I heard that. I heard you, I heard you, I heard you. Well, I just want to talk to somebody. Don't you care? I don't care for venting. No, I don't care for venting. Overly stating things is an undisciplined thought life. Praise the Lord. We're waiting for Cindy to come back up and get us joyful again. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Quit being impressed. Being impressed. 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 I'm not. I'm harassed. Yeah, because you were impressed with what he said. It meant more to you what he said than what God said. Never believe anything more than you believe what God says. There was a, uh, a woman that the doctors called her back. She had just gone in for a routine exam and the doctors called her back and they said, uh, we found something. We want you to come in and do an ultrasound. And they had found a lump or something in her breast. And so they brought her back in to be examined again and they ran that ultrasound over her. And an ultrasound gives you a picture on a screen that the doctors are looking at when they just run the device over, over you and then it show, shoots a picture up on the screen. And so they um, turned around the screen to her and they pointed to the screen and they said, and is a Christian woman, and said, this is, the, this is the point that we're talking about of concern. There's a lump right here. And they showed her on the screen. And when they showed it to her, she said within herself, she said, oh God, if I just hadn't seen it. It made it more real to her to see it because evidently it wasn't something that she could feel, but still the x-rays or the exam revealed it. And so she was laying on that, hot, on that 
examination table and said, oh, inwardly, quietly, oh God, if I only hadn't seen it. And the spirit of God spoke to her and said, is what you see greater than what I say? Don't believe anything more than you believe what he says. And she said, no, God, forgive me. What you say is greater than anything I see. Thank you for healing. I'm still the healed, no matter what I see. And when she said that, she said on that screen in a wide circumference that covered the entire outer of that screen came a light, a ring of light. And she said she saw it and the doctor and the nurse saw it. And then all of a sudden that light starts closing in that ring and goes on like that. And when it did that, the lump was gone. Why? Because she held to what she believed instead of what she saw. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Since they're going to be present, give them something to see. Let them watch you eat your victory. Just let them watch you. Just let them watch you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to talk, now I'm going to flip a little bit and talk about some experiences real quick. I won't hold you for another hour. So, yeah, the front row says it. So good. No, I'm teasing. Um, I love something Pastor Amy taught, and I believe it was in the Georgetown meeting. If you can find it, go teach, go pre- Brother Joel, I love you too. I love you too. But she just gave an example that, that I'm going to point back to. And you might have to help me with the terminology of something that she said when you work with the Holy Ghost in prayer. And she said, it's like tennis. What is it? Ready position? Is that what it's called? Your mama was down in Florida. I got to see his mama. His mama, you remember, you remember Ms. Joyce Siegel, part of the Bible school. They told me later, this woman was a ref umpire 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 for Wimbledon brother Joel was the ball boy oh yeah there's a history of fame and anyway moving along Um, I love something though that Pastor Amy said she said in prayer the Holy Spirit will lead a one way and she said, but you have to go back, like in tennis, uh, they go back, they go after the ball, the go, ball goes here, but they don't just stand there once they're over there. They go back to center or ready position. Why? So they can go anyway. What is ready position? Praise and worship. Praise and worship. You don't stay down the lane of one type of prayer and just stay in it and stay in it and stay in it. You'll get into error. You go there as, as, as your need needs to be prayed, go there, but come back to praise and worship. As the spirit leads you, maybe in intercession or supplicating for somebody, go as he leads, but don't just sit there and I'm just an intercessor. No, you're, 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 you, you are a praiser. Because praise and worship is a type of prayer, is one form of prayer. Prayer. 
praise and worship is the most important form because it's the bookend to every other prayer. Come into his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise. Praise and worship is the entrance. Praise and worship is the approach to the throne. It's the, the approach. You can't even, we shouldn't be approaching with worries. We approach with praise. Praise and worship. We let our requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving. So we end it up with thanksgiving. So praise and worship is the bookend to every prayer. To begin it, to end it. And until you've praised and thanked him, you've not, you've not even entered the language of faith yet. So praise and worship is that ready position. Meaning this, you should be doing more praising and worshiping than interceding, than the prayer of agreement. You should be doing more praise and worship than anything. This is where I learned that I had gotten off in one season. Years ago, because I was spending hours a day praying in the spirit. I was spending hours a day reading the word. I was spending hours a day confessing the word. And I said, God, I'm not getting on the other side of this. And the spirit of God said, the praise gear. I was behind in praise. You get behind in praise and the other, the other arenas of, or the other types of prayer are no substitute for getting behind in pray, the prayer of praise and worship. Uh, how, you know, the book of Psalms will talk about supplications and being heard in prayer. But what's it talk about most? Praising, 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 praising. That keeps you from getting heavy with burdens of prayer. God does not intend that you lose your joy in life because you're so aware of everybody else's problems and needs and you're just laboring and praying. You're no help to heaven depressed. And on the wrong side of this thing, always praise and worship. Go back. As the spirit leads you, you pray for somebody, then you go back to praise and worship. Or your need shows up and you, 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 you pray the prayer of faith, you go back to praise and worship. That's the, that's the center where you can hit every other type of prayer accurately. This is what will keep the devil from getting the advantage in your thought life. Because when you're praising, he's got no open door. Praise the Lord. Stand with me to your feet. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight. Your word is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. Thank you for the honor of being co-labors with you. Co-labors with you in the exercise of our authority, in our prayer life. We're so grateful. Just lift up your hands and let's worship him tonight. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. And I say that some of the things that I'm talking about tonight, don't try to make any of that happen. You cannot. That's right. All you can do 
is just keep growing. Keep growing in the word, keep feeding on the word, keep fellowshipping with the Father. And if he needs you for something, you're available. I said, you're available. But after you, he maybe moves in a certain way in prayer with you, go back to what? Center, ready position. What is that? Praise and worship. That's the bulk of our prayer life. The bulk of our prayer life is praise and worship. That will help keep you sound when other flows, uh, you're brought into other flows. Praise and worship. Amen. So let's praise him. Let's worship him tonight. Father, we worship you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. I, I've had something over the past several years happen that I've not noticed before or had before. God would tell me over several years, I've had it a, a several times now, when God would tell me to hire someone, and then when I did, it was the fight of my life on my mind. And I'd say, God, I, I sense in my spirit I'm to hire them. Why is there such opposition on my mind about hiring them? And he said, the devil has kept their life so far off course over the years. And now that you're going to hire them and that's in my plan, he said, that devil that's kept them off course is fighting you because he wants you to stop. He doesn't want you to hire them. He wants to keep them off course. He said, they don't know how to deal with that. So you deal with it. That's how come the devil's kept them off course. So see, it's not just me that I'm, sometimes when you're, and I'm talking especially ministers and there's fights against your mind. It's not always about you. But he said, that's that devil that has kept their life off course. They've just gone that way and that way and that way. And now that they're coming back on to course, the devil's trying to fight you so you won't hire them. It wasn't about me. It's about them. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. And so we're going to have to, to really help people, we're going to have to help them by the Spirit and not just by emotions and just by counseling. Sometimes you're just going to have to go help them in ways that we're talking about. Amen. But like I said, you don't try to make these things happen. You just keep enjoy, feeding on the Word, fellowshipping with God and be available. That's all. Don't get odd. Don't get odd. You know, one of the things, if I, we've gotten to be around some wonderful generals in the faith in the years that I was in the ministry with my husband, the more these generals that, the higher the ranking they were, if I could say this, they were, they were more normal. Normal. They didn't walk away around with a glazed eye. There was no pretense of spirituality. They just were themselves supernaturally. So don't try, you don't have to try to in, in prayer to sound deeper. Amen. Or look spiritual. 
you know. You know, we're just learning. We try. But I'm just trying to help some. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for these three days. My, my, my. What an honor to be together these days. And so much has been said and we're grateful. And we purpose to be not just hearers, but to be doers. And there's more offered and we're going. There's more available and we're hungry. But we thank you for taking us further into your word. Greater light coming. And we receive it. And we thank you for it. We worship you, Father. There's someone who came here tonight and they wanted prayer for their sight. I'm not sure where, what city they came for. So if that's you, come up here. Come on up here. Praise the Lord. you and we lift up your wonderful name. Lord, we magnify. Lord, we Tell me what. Tell me what she needs. I uh, have complications for um, diabetic uh -huh. complications. And my sight started. Your sight. Really uh huh. Um, four years ago. Uh huh. And I, I believe I was. Yes. Amen. And heart. Heart failure a couple times. Uh huh. Two years ago. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That's what. That's what the body's for. Reach out your hands this way. Reach out your hands. Release your faith with us, Father. We thank you. <laughs> Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. We magnify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you, Father. And there, uh, there goes that anointing in, love. There goes that anointing in. We worship you. Behold. Behold. You just say, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. There it goes in. There it goes in. There it goes in. There it goes in. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for wholeness. In Jesus' name, Satan, you take your hand off her body. You take your hand off her life. Be whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Father. We thank you for it, Father. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you. Thank you that that power is working. Whole in Jesus' name. Whole in Jesus' name. Whole in Jesus' name. We thank you for it, Father. 
We thank you for it, Father. Pastor Jay, do you have success with eyes? Who has success with eyes? I know that's, I was, okay, okay. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That power's working because I have success with eyes. In ministering to those with eye problems. We thank you, Father. Glory to God, glory to God. Who in here, Pastor Jay, because get, get me a microphone, get me a microphone. Because God said to me about Pastor Jay ministering to somebody. I don't know, what do you have in your heart? Do you have, what's he dealing what with you about? What keeps coming up in my spirit, Pastor? If you have really bone or joint issues, arthritis, or especially if you've had a... Uh, accident or some sort of injury uh-huh. and the motion or the uh, you know the, the amount that you can move it is now hindered there's some sort of scar tissue there maybe the doctors told you that maybe you don't know that but if the, it's never been normal since you injured it it's never been able to move it quite as far that's who I want to minister to tonight so make your way down here if you would I want to lay yeah. my hands on you Lord Jesus. Any any joint in your body, back, knee, neck, elbow, shoulder, any joint in your body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
minister to you Tuesday night, right? Yes, you do, <laughs> Okay, tell me what it was that was the matter. Remind them. I, I had two broken bones in my left hand. On, and you prayed for me on Tuesday night. Yeah. And I went to the orthopedic surgeon today and they did an x-ray this afternoon and the orthopedic surgeon said, your hand is perfect. <laughs> no, no broken bones. No broken bones. Yeah. But thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank, you for your, thank you for your love calling me up because you, you knew I came yes, all the way distance. from Orange County just to get touched by the Lord before Praise my the hand. Lord. And, and now I'm good and he released me to go ride my bicycle, <laughs> road bike, and, and do physical therapy on, on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So, so praise, praise the, the Lord. Lord. God. God is so good. Thank you for this house. Thank well, thank you for coming back and testifying. Amen. I, I wanted to. Good, good, good. Thank you so much. You're so we welcome. Love you and I, 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 we listen to your healing confessions every single day for hours a day for the last several weeks. Praise so, the Lord. So YouTube found us, found you for us. <laughs> and and we're, we're feasting. We're You're feasting. Yes. And it is a feast, isn't and it? And our lives have been changed by the confessing of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Daily, hourly, hourly, hourly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. Jesus, we thank you. describes your need. Anybody at all come up here, raise your hand, let us know that you want hands, you want to be ministered to. Anybody at all? What else? Is there anything else? Growths and addictions. If that's your need, come up here real quickly and Brother Joel will minister to you. Real, move real quickly. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Hold that up to his mouth. Jay, did you get finished? Is there anything else? You, okay, okay. Pastor Craig, is there any anything in particular a certain area God uses you in? Nerves, numbness, paralysis, digestive, and food allergies. If that describes any of what you need to be ministered to, come up here real quickly and he'll minister to you. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And those of you that are watching, release your faith. Extend your hand toward the screen you're watching right now. Hold that up to me.
to be whole from tonight forward in Jesus name you process and you receive food in Jesus name I thank you father for that anointing I I thank you for that anointing right now. I curse that and I command it to leave her. In Jesus' name, Father, you respond right from this moment forward. I thank you. I thank you. Jesus, the life of God right now. Go, oh, there it goes. There it goes into you. I can feel it going into you. I curse those allergies. I thank you. His body responds in Jesus' name. I thank you. His body responds in Jesus' name. I drive it out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, thank you for that anointing right now. That allergy, I curse you and command you to leave her body. In Jesus' name, stomach, you respond tonight. And you receive that food in Jesus' name. Thank you for that digestion in the name of Jesus for her stomach. I commend that to leave her body now and that healing virtue to go into her. Father, I thank you for the healing power that goes into her. And I commend her stomach to be whole and to respond now and to receive food in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I command those allergies when it is laid upon her to leave her body now and forever and for her to respond to that food in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Pastor Craig, would you come up and just speak to those viewing? Same yes, place. minister healing to them. If you have any kind of numbness in your body, put your hands toward the screen. Any kind of... Uh, anything to do with your nerves, paralysis. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your power right now that goes through that television screen, through that computer screen right now. Lord, as they reach out their hand as a point of contact for their faith, as they turn their faith loose, I say in the name of Jesus, behold from that plague and the life of God go in right now and make you well. Nerves, you come back to life. Father, for, for food allergies and stomach problems and distress and digestion. We curse that in Jesus' name. I commend it to leave them now. And I thank you for their stomach to respond and to receive of, the, of that food and to be perfect and normal from this day forward. I thank you that they receive it and that they enter into joy and rejoice in their healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Anybody in this section over here that you say you want hands laid on you, you have not had hands laid on you with one of these ministers because you say, well, I went up for a different thing. That same anointing will work. You just, you just release your faith in it. But if you're over in this section, you say, I want hands laid on me for healing. Raise your hand if you would. Raise your hand. Come on up here. Come on up here. That you. Then in the center section, the same thing. If you say, I want hands laid on me for healing. The hands have not been laid on me yet tonight, but I want to have hands laid on. Raise your hands. Let me see who that would be in this section or in this section over here anybody come on up here come on up here if that's you 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Miss Cindy, is there any area in particular that God uses you in that you've noticed? Some, sometimes people can note, you know, an emphasis that God uses or not. Is there one in particular? Okay, I just want to make sure I don't miss something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring, are there some over here lined up? Bring them on down. Hallelujah. Stephen, I want you to come up and lay hands on these, please. Put that up to his mouth. Regation, reach your hands out this way toward these people. Father, in the name of Jesus, healed in Jesus' name. 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 Healed, young man, in Jesus' name. Healed 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 in Jesus' name. Healed, Noah, in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much for that healing power. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. We give you glory and honor and praise. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Pastor Noel, come on up here. Come on up here. Just whatever God puts in your heart. The then we go today today. The then go could the economic lacrish black rims on the gay apart and the doshi and the dango and gaslagrosho and gastokosho a castlo groshe a cross medication a koshoto a copa yimpo ti kato a co a leg yeso a cat the gesh lagrosho a pretak me otoko da dashtoko e desso yaha oho aha aha aho aho ba ma oko akatsuso aha 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 oho te keste da desh lagrosho akash lokrishe yek 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 da das da das da das da das ke kesh that da do kesh yes yes okosh akosh la akosh la adoso aha da das a carish like Rishato, a brandy gifts, Miantokopa, Yatokoso, the Daslo, Yate, Yi, Mado, by Kane, Man, take Masseke, Basuko, Lagrosho, Yatoko, Dakosho, Akosho, Akasha, Akoto, Akoto, Akato, Akosho, Akasha, Akoto, the anointing, Medica, the anointing, Ako, the Dato, the anointing, yes, Lord. Akadis Lagro, the anointing, Okadisla, Okoslak, Yako, Aka, Yata, Yaha, Oho, Aha, Aha, Oho, Lehe, Yaha, Aha, Naha, Daha, Daha, Yaka, Ata, 
asa akarta great greater light greater light hakotso akash 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 greater revelation akash yakash akash batas dekishla akosho akasha from this day on oko lakrasha the moving forward moving forward hakadish lokrashita akat yaka ha ha oho ha ha aha aha oho aha yes lord hakadish laka oho ha ha Yes, Lord. They'll see a change. You'll you'll see a change. Maaka, aha, moving forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. From this day on. Because the light, the revelation. Haka, yata, me, yeah, yeah, aha. Whoa, my, 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 aha, aha, my ministers, ministers, my God, hallelujah. That ministry are stagnant. People are stagnant. You will be moving forward. You will be moving forward. Revelation, revelation, revelation by the Holy Ghost. Waku, yaka, yaka, matakasata. Moving forward now. Moving forward. You, you will see a change. You will see a change. This year, this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aha, 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 aha. Aha, aha. What, what, what he said to pastor, flourishing faith, flourishing faith to go forward. Yeah, flourishing faith, a change, a change, a change, a change. The revelation of God, revelation of the word. Ha, ma, kata, ya, kanto, katise, etasoko deslagrashite. And the glory, the glory, the glory of God, the glory, the glory, manifestation of his glory, manifestation of his power. Haga, yika, ya, mo, mo, oh, 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 greater miracles, greater miracles. Akodish lagra, ha, ha, greater miracles. Oh, God, oh, God, ha, Ha 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 Financial increase. Financial increase. Again, she can the most shakata. Financial increase. Makata yaka haka. There's a change in that financial realm of the church. A change. A great change. A great change. A ketsla. A great change. To move forward for the things that God has for you. Expansion. Expansion. Oh, oh. Expansion. Expansion of your heart to receive from God. Because there will be there will be a change in the life of the worship, the life of those, those that have heard of ha 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 get in position in your worship and praise. Ha what yaka yaka a spirit of faith, a spirit of worship, a spirit of praise, a spirit, a spirit, spirit, the spirit of God. My moving, 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 moving. Oh my, moving in many hearts. Moving. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost. I heard the impartation of the glory, impartation of revelation right now. It's happening, it's happening. 
it's growing in you. You will see, you will see. Hear more, hear more, hear more. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Listen, listen, listen over and over. Listen to what was said. Listen to what was said in this meeting. And your spirit, your spirit, your spirit will hear more. Revelation will be given to you more. Aha, aha. From the ministers all over the congregation. And you will see the light of it for it's coming to pass and the glory of the Lord the glory of God praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord we receive it I said we receive it we receive it we glorify you father we thank you we go with you we go further with you we go further we go further with you we glorify you we glorify you we glorify you. We glorify you. We thank you for what we've received in these services. We thank you for your power moving and working. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify you. Let's sing something, if you would, Brother David. To God. that have come our congregation who came other congregations who have came to the who came to the ministry of helps around here thank you so 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 much hallelujah we thank God for you because we could not do what we do unless you do what you do so thank you so so very much worship team thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you Brother Tony, thank you, man. Thank you.
Brother Jacob, thank you so much for being here. Brother David, thank you. Didn't you not, uh, those of you who got to be part of the worship training sessions off the chain, right? Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Uh, my staff, thank you. Love you. Yeah, we, uh, we got more to do. And I don't know, do they have the day off? I don't know. Do they have the day off tomorrow? Who gave them that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, turn to somebody before you're dismissed and say this. God is so good to me all the time. And you can be dismissed. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.